Hey everybody, I'm Cooper Powers, and this is Unquote, the least contentious peanut gallery in history. Welcome back, y'all. Hello everyone, and welcome back. This is the start of Season 2 of Unquote. I know I have some special guests lined up in the upcoming months and for the upcoming episodes, And I hope to continue to provide the best quality episodes for your listening enjoyment. I appreciate all the shares and likes on Facebook. Speaking of social media, you can follow me on a lot of channels. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at UnquotePC. I'm also on the Rogue Intel Network. If you go to RogueIntel.com slash shows, you'll be able to find my show, Unquote, as well as a bunch of other really cool shows that you can listen to and I know that you'll enjoy. I'm also on Facebook, obviously. If you like if you like me on Facebook, you'll get instant alerts as to when I post a new episode, which is usually around every Sunday or Monday. And you also get those cool pictures every Sunday or Monday to let you know when the episodes arrived. I'm really having a great time making these, and I hope to continue to do so in the future. Again, thanks for your patronage. So, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. told you it would be back. <laughs> Season 2 of Unquote starts off with Terminator 2 Judgment Day, released in 1991. James Cameron's Metalloid masterpiece was met with a lot more critical acclaim and box office numbers this go-around. Our line this week comes towards the end of the film. The T-1000 had relentlessly pursued John Connor and company into the foundry. A frozen nitrogen tanker bursts open and coats the T-1000, the mimetic polyalloy, with a thermic trap. The T-1000 is slowly frozen in place and the T-800, seeing the world's most ghastly popsicle, levels his pistol, takes aim, and says, Hasta la vista, baby. I think it's apparent now that Arnold Schwarzenegger seems to talk in one-liners. Returning guest Ben Powers and the infamous cousin Adam Jones sat down and talked with me about it. Kick it off officially. Let's go. Here we go. Clap. Sound, soundboard ready. We are the Arnie Acolytes. I'm joined this week by ben, <laughs> ben Powers for a return trip. And then our famous Adam Jones, who we made lip service to in the first Terminator uh, podcast. And uh, we're going to get started. This is Terminator 2 Judgment Day, guys. And I'm really happy that y'all were able to join me and talk about this excellent movie. Now, who... Ex- excellent movie. Happy to be here. One of the best movies of the 90s, bar none. Exactly. I'm calling it right now. This, this was, Absolutely. This was my they, – they say you have champagne years. This was my champagne movie because it was made in 91. I was but a star in the sky earlier in the year. I was born in 91, so I think some magic stardust. Terminator 2 <laughs> is the reason why you're here. It's <laughs> – Hey, welcome to the Unquote Podcast, everyone. The quote in question is anybody. Adam, why don't you why don't you why don't you start us off, man? What what is the quote in question that we are discussing? I don't know why they. I mean, obviously they picked uh, Asta La Vista, baby. Correct. But there's about a thousand of those in oh, that yeah. movie. Uh, as is so, the case with any any crazy action flick. Ben, uh, thoughts right off the bat, Asta La Vista, baby. Any 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 first impressions? All right, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this because I, I did. I, I watched it last night, and first of all, I have Adam. You have the crazy Blu-ray version, right? Like you have the full special oh, no, edition. No, no. Blu-ray, no, 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 oh, no. Was no. This, but you have you have no. like the the special director's cut edition. 
all that all that mess, right? right? Yeah, it's, no, okay. It's it's, it's so, called an ex, it's called an extreme DVD. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. basically, when you put it in your DVD player, your DVD player then puts Oakley blades on. <laughs> That's what happens when you put in the extreme DVD. So so I rented it from uh, iTunes, oh. and <laughs> apparently you you can't. You can't get the regular version of the movie anymore. Vanilla is not available Yeah, Vanilla Terminator 2 is no longer available. If you rent it from a digital source, you're going to get James Cameron's uncut, unedited version. And let me tell you something lesser for it. Terminator 2 was never meant to be two hours and 35 (laughs) minutes long, which this new one is. And then second of all, so so the quote – okay, you you asked me a very simple question about the quote, initial thoughts – I can show my initial around. thought was, yeah, let me, let me, let me, oh, I know, I know, but let me, let me go back. So I wanted to draw a direct, I wanted to draw a direct comparison to Terminator 1. I believe you and I, Coop, last go around, we arrived at the fact that I'll Be Back was the perfect distillation of Arnold's character in that movie. He was an unstoppable force. When he said he'll be back, you knew that he was going to be back and stuff was going to happen that was going to be awful because he was the Terminator, right? No, this is known, yes. So, so he says, hasta la vista, baby. The whole point of this movie is to show the indomitability of the human spirit and to show the difference between human and machine, more so than the original. This one is really about what makes a human a human. That was kind of the underlying thread of the whole movie. John Connor teaches him, you know, if you really want to shine him on, you say, hasta la vista, baby. And then he looks over, deadpan, because he's a, he's a damn robot, and he says, hasta la vista, baby. He's like, yeah, you're getting it. So the whole point of it in this one is to show that this machine could become human if it was, you know, if it was treated the proper way. Whereas in the original, he was, you know, not to be bargained with. He was a, an unstoppable force. And, and I think that that's why the line is the line that they chose from this movie, which it is a very quotable line. And it, it's probably the most quotable line from the movie, same as the original. And I think that that's why they chose it. That's my take. Adam, go. Adam, go. Well, one of my favorite lines was he he, he says it a couple times in there. He keeps saying, I have detailed files when they're asking him questions and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's Who started Sky or uh, Skynet or whatever? And he's Miles, nice. whatever his name. Dyson. Dyson. I almost said Dyson. I almost said Davis. The problem, <laughs> the Davis. problem, the problem with regular Terminators is that they lose suction over carpet. Sorry, that was. <laughs> everybody, I was, I was like a one, two, three. Everybody knows Dyson. Okay, here we go. Didn't yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So anyway, and so yeah, he kept he kept turning to her and said, "I have detailed files," and it's it, to me that was hilarious that he kept saying that, and so I like that, but you know. Um, You've distracted. No, your 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 go-to line for this movie is no, no, I have I, detailed I, files. I'm just making sure that's what you're saying. I like that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're gonna find in future conversations that we're gonna have, I'm gonna keep telling you I have detailed files about that. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that so what's good at this Mexican restaurant. Let me access my memory. I have detailed files. It's got, I'm telling you, I'm going to use it over and over and over. Adam, but but uh, but but just just I just really want to clarify that is that if you were to say your line from the movie, like as the most as the most memorable would be, I have detailed files. I think so. It cracked me up. <laughs> you can't hate the man for being honest. No, that's. I just wanted to establish that that is in fact what Adams. 
And by the way, probably a bigger fan than any of us of this movie and of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, absolutely, Mr. Adam Jones. That that I would almost say that that's not even subjective anymore. That is completely <laughs> objective. <laughs> AFI should have contacted Adam Jones to make sure that they had the right quote from the movie, which is not Oscar La Vista Baby. In fact, the line is, I have detailed files. I that's, have detailed files. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was talking to Cooper about this early, earlier about – why? Well, why did why did that that quote become popular? Hasta la vista, baby. And I I don't know why I think this, but I I think it's because of the Simpsons. I think Bart Simpson started making Hasta la vista in like Icarumba and all that stuff. I think that was the I think that was the popular thing back then. I did a little digging, and by digging I mean did you? I did. I, and by digging I mean YouTube searching. I found <laughs> exactly one clip that had. An Asta La Vista baby reference in it. I think it was. And, and what? And what year? What year was that? Because I can almost, I would guarantee you that. I think it was post. Terminator Two uh, predates the Simpsons quote. I think it was post. Oh uh, really? Yeah, I think it was post ninety one. Yeah. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. Well, then I'm wrong. Well, it was a good theory. I could see. Well, I was in eighth grade when that movie came out, so you know, it seems like the Simpsons was that time. So, right. I don't know. It just seemed like that's what. I mean, why would you take Asa La Vista, baby? And why is that the line? There's so much, there's so much well, cool stuff no. in that in that movie. Okay, wait, wait, that. wait, wait, wait. Annie, Annie has no, 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 no. Oh, oh, sh- I'm about to tie it all together. Wait. Okay. Okay. So, so he, it's it's the moment in which John Connor teaches him some human slang, teaches this robot, you know, hey, this is how you talk like a human. This is how you you know use the lingo and everything. When does the Terminator apply that logic? He terminates the T-1000. He comes out of the liquid nitrogen, and he's frozen, and Arnie pulls out his gun, and he goes, hasta la vista, baby. Boom. And he now the Terminator – ooh, oh, my God. The Terminator became – no, sh- sh- wait. The Terminator became human in that moment. So you're saying – What? He became human. No, because he has a neural net processor. And so <laughs> that was the moment he gained human empathy – and kind of the ability to mold language and to be able to and because what he says because why does he kill himself? He doesn't kill himself because he wants to you know he it's cannot not terminate. He cannot self terminate. But what he says is John's crying. He's like don't go, don't go. And he says I now I know now why you cry and that's something I can never do. He has attained he has attained human consciousness. And he knows that he has to sacrifice himself for the greater good of humanity. Bam! That's why Asta La Vista is the quote. Ooh, that's so good. That's and now I'm, I just kind of, I kind of just pieced, like I'm sorry, you guys. Must, I'm, I've got chills right now. I have chills. You right must now. you must have detailed files on that. <laughs> <laughs> Slam. Very, uh, that was very well put together. I did not make any jumps like that at all. So the moment of convergence for his neural net processor is after all that transpires. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's just that's. I mean, that's four whiskeys in me. Oh, that's yeah, what sure. I. It's, you know, wild, wild theories, <laughs> reckless abandon. What do you What do you think about this, Adam? I. No, he nailed it. That That's perfect because I mean he's dead right. That's That's when. I mean, you saw little bits and pieces of when. You know, Arnold was figuring out, uh, oh, I don't have to just bust the key thing off the steering wheel. The keys are under the visor. Exactly. Who puts keys under a visor anyway? That's a movie thing. 
Apparently, apparently, I, mean, that is... I put I put mine in my console. If anybody needs to know, apparently, but yeah, but yeah, you see bits and pieces, and he's picking up. He's starting to learn those things that the brief three seconds that John Connor was teaching him in the movie. But obviously, yeah. he spent the whole afternoon in the desert teaching him high five, low five, too slow, right? Whatever that well, was. And, and also, and also in the director's cut, how to smile, which is the worst thing that's ever been put to film. <laughs> Don't watch it. it. Is, Don't do it. It is. So uncomfortable. They're like, Arnold, we want you to act like you're learning to smile for the first time. And he, he pulls this this how joking else? grimace. You're, wait, you're like, how awesome. I need to see this. No, that's <laughs> I mean, of course that's how a robot would smile. What are you, crazy? Yeah, you but it didn't need to be in the movie. Can we say definitively that Terminator 2 should have been the last Terminator movie? Absolutely. Can we just go ahead and just, just say that? Because there was no need. They prevented the apocalypse. Horrendous. The scene setting up, the scene trying to humanize Miles Dyson oh, with his with family. Extra wife time and stuff. Yeah, not good. Awful. So bad. Because you know what originally happens in the original movie? They are at that military complex, uh, Enrico's place. Arnie pulls the dust cover off the Gatling gun. Badass. Cla- that's, just a great, amazing that's a great scene. moment, amazing. too. Oh, man. With, a little, she, ro- with a little robot smirk. You know? yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, so he's, and he's so becoming human. Yes, and so, uh, so, so he does that, and then you know Sarah Connor has that realization. Oh, I can go kill Miles Dyson and stop all this now. And it cuts from her, you know, peeling out and leaving to go kill him. And then very next scene in the original cut is that tracking shot behind the remote-controlled truck going down the hallway. Which is great because you're like, oh, it's a kid's toy, and it's a, you know, and he's playing with a robot, and it's 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 so cool. And then they immediately go to her shooting up his office, and and she breaks in, and I mean, it's just it's it's great because it's shocking. That's the only slice of life you needed for Miles Dyson was to say, oh, he's just a regular guy that has kids and a wife and uh, does all this stuff. It's just it's another classic example of why the editor is probably the most underrated team member of the Hollywood apparatus because they are the ones that say this is extraneous to the story, cut it out. Man, that that is it because the movie is so much stronger without all the extra added crap in it. It's just because Terminator 2, the first time I saw it and every time I've seen it since until yesterday when I watched the director's cut, is one of the strongest movies narratively that I've ever seen. It's so tight. It's so good. I mean, man, it's just, it really is, it takes everything that was great about the first movie and just amps it up to 11. You know, the stakes are higher. Oh, this is something I wanted to bring up. So my notion as a kid, when I went and saw it, what was so cool was that, you know, this is pre, you know, I mean, they had trailers on TV, but we weren't, we didn't watch a ton of TV when I was a kid. So I never saw the trailer for the movie. I just knew it was Terminator 2 and it looked, you know, really super cool. We went and saw it. I didn't know that Arnold was going to be the good guy, and I didn't know that there was this new Terminator that was going to be the bad guy. I just knew it was Terminator 2. I had never seen the original Terminator at this point because I was too young to have, to have seen that. As a kid, it, there, were, there was definitely this level of, is Arnold the bad guy or is he not the bad guy at first? Well, so I went into it with that attitude, watching it again, and they, they don't even make any attempt for you to guess. They want you to know definitively from the start that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy. 
Yeah. And I'll tell there's two things that 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 I that I've came to that really set that apart for me. The first was I went and watched the original theatrical trailer because I was like, I want to know how they marketed this movie. And I watched it and it was <laughs> the tagline was same make, same model, different mission. Uh, or it's some variation of that. And they, they absolutely in the trailer, they spill the beans. They're not even trying to hide the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy robot sent back in time to project John Connor and that the T-1000 is the newer, scarier Terminator who's absolutely sent to kill John Connor. In my memory, that's how I remember the movie was that Arnold could possibly, they were almost both trying to kill him or something. I like, yeah, they're um, chasing them both at the same time. Right. So I, I, there was there was an element of, ooh, you know, which one is the bad guy kind of thing. And I think that that's almost a cooler angle. Again, James Cameron with his, you know, lack of subtlety. But, hey, because hey, I know you're listening to this, James Cameron. Fantastic <laughs> movie. Good good series up until part two. Part two, that's it. Cut it off from there. And also well, don't make Avatar. Indeed. Are you listening to me, James Cameron? <laughs> what were you going to say, Adam? I I was well to just what he hit on there. The end when I was reading, I was looking at those still shots of the of that alternate ending that I didn't read or I didn't see, and I was reading that it said, you know, James Cameron was saying that you know T two, I, I wrote it so that there's no in open ending, but somehow they figured out they're, yeah. they figured out how to slip that third one in there and the fourth and the fifth one. He he wrote it to say. <clears throat> This is where we stop it. Right. This is it. We've done. Yeah. They asked him to do T3, and you know, obviously everybody's like, yes, we'll make a billion, jillion dollars. And he went on to do Titanic, and said, well, he, yeah, he didn't. To... <clears throat> he didn't do T. He he had no involvement in T3, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. No involvement. And and that's what he said. He goes, now this is what I read, but I mean, it sounds like it, someone made that up. But it says, I don't need. I don't go into movies for money. I just go in for the for the for the artistic you know whatever he he's saying I, I you know I have good intentions when I go to make a movie it's because I'm interested in it and I want to make it not not just for money which is my, eh. there was my for for those my persons. goals my goals my goals are unobtainium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shut up. You <laughs> can't see the video, but when when Adam said, uh, "Oh yeah," J- James Cameron said, "I wasn't in it for the money." We all did a collective like shoulder hunch and mouth cover giggle type motion. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we all knew that, that was BS. I can't believe I was completely outnumbered. Here's what the guys thought of James Cameron's future John Connor artistic vision, or rather, what they didn't think of it. Um, Adam, what do you think about the fact that? Uh, and I stand by this because it is it, it's a very um, they they have not uh, improved on it at all. What do you think about the fact that they nailed the the perfect future John Connor in T two, and there's never been a better one since. The perfect John Connor. <laughs> I kind of what do you mean? Like the future. No, you you. What? What's up, Ben? Go ahead. No, I'm, you asked Adam first. I'll weigh in on this. Okay, yeah, the the perfect future John Connor. Like he had the <clears> sick <throat> scar and everything. He had that intense look in his eye. What? <laughs> what? Oh, that. Okay. You. Okay, you, you <laughs> they did not. That guy. They they did not. They did not nail the perfect future John Connor. First of all, that man delivered no lines. Did he? He, he did not to. say a word. He didn't need to. Six scars, exactly. bro. Explain, Six scars. Explain yourself. He, explain yourself. What I'm saying, what I'm Look, saying I have is, is that. Files, so shut up, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that that guy. They were like, they were like, get some, get some 
rough looking guy that got in a knife fight one time and had his face cut up and just have him stand and stare very sternly at the camera and then point at a battle plan and, no. and you know, Linda Hamilton will deliver voiceover over the top of it. They, they didn't, he, they didn't nail anything. I, I, I don't now That's not, you know, by the way, I've never Who's, seen term. I've never John seen Connor Terminator Genesis. Salvation. Uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. Christian Bale. Okay. Then, but I never even saw that. So I can't even speak to it. But there is the fact that <laughs> there's so many things no, going on at once here. No, no, I no, can... wait, now, Adam, please weigh yes. in. Yes. Okay. So, okay, I get the look, the look with the scar, but I, I like Salvation, honestly. Okay. I thought that was a good movie. Contentious choice. I'll say this, too. I think Terminator 2 is kind of a flawed movie. I think there's some serious cheese in that movie. And, well, yeah, and I don't know why they didn't hire a new guy to do the music because it's the same music <gasps> from the 80s. Ben, Shut your dirty blasphemous mouth. Ben, whenever, it's like somebody's got we... a really cool Casio keyboard that they can <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. You're, I can't. I can't handle it. Ben, I will. I no longer acknowledge you as a person. You are no. You are subhuman to me. Ben, we are. We are. And, now, we are now team powers. So now, guys, I have detailed files on this. Yeah. Hear me out. So, you, you, you poor unfortunate soul. It's, T2, it's, T2 it's, it's a great movie. It's great. It's and a, I, a I'll watch it. Piece, I'll watch it anytime it comes on TV. Like it's 91, and they still went back to Guns N' Roses as being the title you know, song that they well, got. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There was, a gun, there was Guns N' Roses playing when they were in the arcade. That's it. Yeah, but it came. I have the cassette. I found it the other day when I was cleaning out some old boxes. I have the number cassette. one, number one, number they one. They sold it that, single. N- that, see, number one, that's badass. Number two, <laughs> number two, Terminator has an appetite for destruction. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the, but that was the end of Guns N' Roses right before Nirvana came out. So true, but but again, that's right before Nirvana came out. Like, what were they? What were they supposed to do? Like, the world had not been broken open yet. I'm gonna say well, this. Should have Sound, the, Soundgarden was already in existence. They could have got them. I can't believe you're gonna knock the music. That is that is not that is that is up there with it's it's not quite it's not as iconic because they're just not as universally loved as a movie, but it is as recognizable as the Star Wars theme, as the Indiana Jones theme. That it, that Terminator theme is iconic. Yeah. Like you you recognize it immediately. So to say that they should have ditch that music i think is super wrong-headed because it it had a little bit of continuity at the first film which was nearly as popular well, oh man but you, here the the music's not driving the movie it's the no. visual effects the visual effects was groundbreaking they won an oscar for it so they let's did. talk about that for a second let's talk about that for a hey, second ben, ben, okay they, so they added more frames to the terminator <laughs> <laughs> okay so that that okay so i will say this then the the opening scene with the battle and the the terminators that don't you know they're just the skeletons walking around that was do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah exactly there was some very pew pew sound going on there. that was yeah that was they the same were, um, keyboard uh, sound mix yeah, yeah that was actually incidentally, in, incidentally the guy who wrote the soundtrack also did the sound effects I don't know if you guys <laughs> knew that or not so he's, he's just on the same keyboard he's just like he's like pew 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 he was the same guy it was all the same thing. So what I was going to say is the, that opening scene, they actually built animatronics of those robots. It's not stop motion at the beginning of the film. Yeah, Stan, uh, Stan Winston, the um, effects studio. 
the the that. level of polish for the and you know the, okay so the thing that I was gonna say is the, the the part where he shoots the grenade into him and he splits in half you know that crazy part yeah. at the end when he kicks him into the metal you know I, knowing that that was a groundbreaking movie for computer graphics it's like well clearly that's computer graphics too not computer graphics that was a giant puppet that they built yeah recognized wow. puppet that they painted chrome and and they made it look just awesome. That is a that is a puppet. That is an animatronic thing that they made. That is not computer graphics, and it's and you, the best effect in the film. I think. I think it is the it is the most unsettling image. You know him just like with his massive grenade blast radius in the middle of him. It's yeah. the craziest image in the film, and that was practical effects. And they you know and that's pre that's pre uh, green screen too. It's all it's all like digital graphics. No no green screen behind it. You know, you can actually see where you know Arnold. So they Arnold, they film they filmed that on a set that looked like that. Is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. That's that's yeah. insane. No, it's all yeah. All the locations are there. Anytime you see like uh like some huge blast, you know the nuclear blast that they show in the beginning and all those other things, the 18 wheelers flipping over. Those are scale models. The, now I do. Look amazing. Now, you, you, they do look amazing. You can tell when the city is blowing up. You can tell those are scale models. That's absolutely a. Oh. I mean, really? I could. I, I could. I, I was looking at, but I'm a, I'm a nerd. So that's just. I, I didn't look. Well, I didn't look at that close because in the extreme DVD features, <laughs> they show it. They show it untouched. You know, they show just uh -huh. their models and without the additional digital effects. And I was like, oh, that was a model. I didn't. I'm like, I always wonder, well, how, you know, I don't think about it when I'm watching it. Coop, did you have any thoughts as far as like, you know, why that was the catchphrase or why that was like the ultimate, you know, thing? Well, I was going to ask, um, I have my own theory about how, uh, why Spanish was used and the simple fact that John grew up with the running guns and you come to find out they were such good friends with Enrique. They were, you know, always close to the, you know, to the border in case they had to make a quick escape. You know, this was the language, the second language he was raised up on. Maybe he didn't know it as well as his mom, but still, that was something that was near and dear to his heart. But uh, yeah, I really liked your idea about the about the convergence and uh, and and him uh, utilizing it. But believe it or not, there are pr two pre-1991 songs that feature the line "Hasta la vista, baby." What? One is a uh, pop uh, uh, um, song. One is a pop song, and the other one is a very Actually, pretty fairly well-known uh, instrumental track by uh, Lock, uh, Tone Lock. Um, tone, tone, tone Lock, buddy. Oh, Tone Lock. Tone Lock. Please don't. Shut up. Please don't edit that out. Please. Funky Cold Medina. Oh my God. I was gonna, I was gonna say. Uh, Get born, funky, son. Funky, funky Cold Medina. What? I. Sorry, I have to. That was beautiful. That yeah, was amazing. You're not, you're not allowed to drink on the podcast anymore. <laughs> some some guy tone tone lock tone lock with an e. Oh boy. That is great. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting how old you are. I'm Coop. sweating now. Ooh baby. Anyway, <laughs> so. So yeah, tone tone lock, uh, '90s rapper. <laughs> He did um, Wild Thing, uh, the uh, name of his popular song, and the other one uh, that featured the Asta La Vista baby was 
Jody Watley looking for a new love. That was uh, that was kind of in the refrain of her song was Hasta La Vista Baby. So I don't know if James Cameron was a fan or not. It's but it. John Connor was of the MTV age. He grew up with it. Maybe that's where he. Got I will. I will say. I will say this. Much as Terminator was informed by Corey Hart's "Wear My Sunglasses at Night," <laughs> Rico Suave was influenced by the the Spanish tinged dialogue of choice by AFI of Austin La Vista Baby, and somebody saw a pathway to stardom. Ooh, ooh, okay, so wait. Now, this was a thing that I totally have been, it's been breaking my brain for weeks, and this is something I've been thinking about, and it's it's a reason why Terminator 2 was such an amazing movie and something like Age of Ultron was not an amazing movie. And here we go. So Skynet is an artificial intelligence, and they had programmed it to do a certain thing, and then Skynet becomes self-aware. And once it becomes self-aware, it then rockets past our own understanding. Like it's just so more intelligent than we are that it's only it, it's focused on self-preservation for Skynet, but it's you know humans are in the way. We're going to kill all the humans. Done. It's just done. And that's what caused Judgment Day, which is it's a cold calculating maneuver from an intellect that we can't wrap our heads around. Whereas something like Age of Ultron, he puts giant jet boosters under a city in the middle of Eastern Europe or something. I don't know. It makes no sense. A super intelligence would never do that. So Terminator 2 is a bleak, terrifying look at what happens when man-made technology goes awry um and that's what's so terrifying about it and that's why it's doubly important that somebody like arnold schwarzenegger's t100 t800 whatever he is it's a whatever model he is okay tone locks all right <laughs> sorry i had to i had to pull my punches where i had them i had to take my shots you you, you, you know you, you take what you got you know you take what you got all but right. what i was going to say is is that that's why it's doubly important that you could take that artificial intelligence and teach it human empathy and you could teach it to, to care. You could teach it to be, you know, cognizant of casualties. That was what was so brilliant about it was that a little kid, this thing was programmed to do one thing, make sure John Connor doesn't die. But over the course of him not making, making sure John Connor doesn't die, he then in turn teaches him what it means to be a human. And that's where that intelligence that's, so the, on the one track, you had Skynet, which was programmed specifically for military intelligence and monitoring of you know, air flight patterns and stuff like that. Cold, calculating intellect that once it, was, you know, once it was under assault, its only recourse was to apply cold, calculating intellect for self-preservation. And its, its intellect was only going to look after itself. Hasta la vista, baby is the pure encapsulation of a machine learning to feel what it means to be human and then thereby following that to its its unlikely conclusion for a machine, which is I am a danger to this world and I need to no longer be here. As opposed to Skynet, which said I am all that matters and all of you don't need to be here and you need to be destroyed, hence Judgment Day. Very well said. That's a really good point. I like I like how that was very very well tied together. Adam, were you were you scared of Y two K? Uh, slightly. Slightly. Not not uh, not uh, really. I didn't I didn't think anything was gonna happen, but I was excited <clears throat> that something might happen. <laughs> okay, know? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. 
exactly what Adam said. That's exactly how I felt. About it. I was like, so, so, ooh, maybe all the power will go out for like months and it'll be crazy town for a while. So, so, just, so, just kind of like, so just kind of like excited apprehension about what was going to happen. Not exactly fear, but... Yeah, yeah anxiety, just pure, pure, pure anxiety. Something yeah. Anxiety, in, in, the, in the purest form of the word, anxiety. anxiety. But in, I didn't in a think good there way, would like, be anything cataclysmic that would happen, but I was excited that something might happen. You know, not not wanting doomsday destruction or anything, but you know, something stupid that some computer glitch or something. Right. You know, Arnold cashed in on that too. How's that? With end of day, end of days. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the only movie. That was the only movie that came out at Y2K that came out 1999, right at the end of it, and 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 fed off that whole thing. I mean, they did it perfectly. That was a great movie too, by the way. I loved End of Days. That was a good movie. Because Arnold. Uh, yeah, it. that's the silence. That everyone's shaking their head. No, uh-huh. it's, yeah. it's great. That one. I've, I've, no, I've I've seen the movie. It's not a good movie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great it's not movie. A good movie. It's got a great. It's got a. It has a. It has a line in that movie that should be on some list somewhere. Okay, now wait. Now that's that's. Is it is he it tells, with I have detailed files. I have, yeah, uh, uh, no, tells, no, wait, no, wait. He no, tells I, I, the devil, right? The guy, the devil. He's talking. Schwarzenegger is talking to the devil, standing there, and he says, "You're a choir boy compared to me." Right? That's boy. great. The choir boys. It's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. Only Arnold can deliver these lines, and only no. And, and I'm gonna agree up. with you 100%. Only Arnold can 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 deliver those lines. I want to ask you though. You, you said detailed files. I, I do want to. I want to poll the, the the trio. I have another. What would be your this. What would be your backup line? Not detailed files, but but legitimately, what would you think would be? Um, in, the, in quote, T2? the quote. Yeah, in T two. In T two. Uh, my next best favorite thing is is when uh you know you were talking about making him human and he's John Connor's telling the Terminator, you can't just go around killing people. And so he's like, you know, why, why? And, you know, finally he's like, okay, finally I won't, I won't do it. And he shoots, shoots everybody in the knees. And then, yeah, yeah. He shoots everybody in the knees and he turns around and he goes, they'll live. <laughs> yes, great. That, is, that great. is my, that is my, that is exactly my number two line. And it was, and it was. By the way, it wasn't a group of people. It was one guy, and he says he'll live. Just That's to right. correct you on That's that. That's right. But, yeah, later, but, later on, when he shot everybody, the the the, the special forces team was but in when, there. When, right. when he turns around to him and he says, "I thought you weren't going to kill anybody," and he just goes, "He'll live." That was yeah, because no, hilarious. Number one, <laughs> like just that is a monster one-liner. That is so good. It's so funny. It's so good. It's so perfect. I mean, like this guy. It's an excruciating yeah. pain. I mean, he has been—he has been kneecapped doubly. Like both yeah. of his knees have been blown away. Yeah, he's gonna live. He'll never walk again. Like, this I, didn't, guy has I been... didn't laugh. I didn't laugh at that moment. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I laughed because internally I was thinking, yeah. Like, exactly. it was, it was, I mean, no. That was, as, a, yeah. as a kid, as a kid, when I watched it, I went, "Yeah!" And then, as an adult, I laughed. <laughs> I, I, but since you've already said that one, I'll say, much like I said in the first one, that the true uh, binding line between part one and part two is "Come with me if you want to live." Yeah. Yes. That's that's how she because that is. I'm going to say this in a, in a movie full of amazing scenes. 
that might be my favorite scene in the movie is when she has just well, you, well, no she has she has just overcome massive odds to escape from her cell and she has delivered the beat down to this guy that was abusing her and she is on her way out and she's waiting for the elevator and the elevator opens and the one thing that she fears more in the entire world comes walking out of the elevator and the look on Linda Hamilton's face when like she, the, her her acting in this movie uh, granted over the top the part where she's like you don't know what it means to create you don't know what it means to have a life growing inside you and then Edward Paul's like mom we get it you're uh, and that that's mom. way over the top but she does yeah. <laughs> mom <laughs> so you're a terminator <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so when he comes out of the elevator and she just starts, she just, she's, she's in full forward motion and she immediately just, the physical acting involved in that, which by the way, when she picks up that billy club and she starts skipping down the hallway to start running, she looks, she looks like a bipedal puma. Like she is in, <laughs> she is in such crazy good shape that she looks like she is ready to just beat the ever loving out of anything that comes down her path. No, very few men. No, no, like anybody has ever looked that badass in a role. She was like when the first time you see her in the original cut, she's doing chin ups and she is she is shredded wheat, man. She's she is totally ripped. She's cranking them out. She is she is so badass in that movie. And you and like you fast forward to her mutt cuts haircut from part one. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what a transformation. She is so cool in part two. And anyway, that but that scene, she sees him, she's terrified, and it the, the film speed slows down, you know, it goes into a little bit of a slow motion. She's crab crawling, she's trying to get away, and then the hospital attendees come down, and then he just completely wrecks their <laughs> throws them through windows and everything. And then he leans down, puts a hand out in front of her, come with me if you want to live perfect tie into part one much better than when he says i'll be back in part two which is it, it didn't even come at a good time like i'm trying to remember away. when yeah. it happened it was a throwaway it was just like oh well we're expecting him to say that because that's the thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger says now it was really it was not <laughs> great the come with me if you want to live was the tie into part one that really had the most meaning because you knew that there was some element of kyle reese or john connor knowing that kyle reese said that to, to have to make sure that the Terminator said that to her so she would feel comfortable and she'd be on board with with going with him, you know. Oh, hey, I got I got to tie in while Coop's looking in that up. Um, All right. The uh, what, what's the song? Born is it Born to Be Wild or Born to Born to Be Bad? Or? Born to Be Wild. Or no, ba- bad. Oh, it's, it's, no, it's Bad to the Bone. Bad to the Bone. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Bad to the Bone. Remember, is it, is it Magic Carpet Bad to the Bone? Is it what's the I, band's name? Stepping Through a Good. What's the, what I are think, they called? I, I mean, Tone Loke wrote the song though. Oh, wow. Tone Loke. It's Tone, it's Tone, Tone Lock. It's Tone, Tone Lock. Tone yeah. Lock. But uh, so in Twins, when he puts the T-shirt on from the gas station, it says "Bad to the Bone" on his T-shirt, right? <laughs> That's a tie-in from T2. Yeah, yeah. They were reaching Horrible. at that point. You know, I never got the significance <laughs> of uh, asking Sarah to uh, lower him into the steel until I watched it like this go around. Everything just came full circle. This go around, you know, like. She started out doing it. She's going to finish it. John had already formed too much of a human attachment. So that was kind of neat to see that come to a, uh, a, a resolution like that. That was neat. Who, who are we going to give the nod to? For, oh, go ahead, Adam. Nope. I was just going oh, no, I was going to say, who who would we give the nod to for best actor of the film? Arnold Schwarzenegger aside, because, you know, clearly. 
best actor in the film. Robert but, Patrick. Robert Patrick? Yeah. 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 So, solid job. I think that was more to do with just how oh. creepy he looks physically. Okay, who do who do you want to say? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm, this is I didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer in mind when I brought this up. I was just really, I was really I was thinking about it because the acting in this one was also far superior to Terminator One. That's because the I mean, just every, just everything it was, was in so the good. '90s. The Terminator was in the '80s. Well, it, it had a, it every, really a lot had of bad it. stuff came out of the '80s. <laughs> A lot of Arnold came out of the 80s. Oh, man. I know, but he got... Ooh. I know, it's actually my favorite, the best movie he ever made was Predator, and that's 87. Uh, my, my, I was going to say, and I don't know that I've ever actually... I can't think of anything off the top of my head who this actor was in. But the guy who played Miles Dyson did a solid job. He did. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was really good. The scene where he's he's already been shot up by the police. Is that breathing? And he's, hold, and he, and he's holding that, that weight... He actually, and you don't, you don't, yeah, that scene, yes. So you don't know this because this was in a deleted scene, but they, <laughs> they show it, they show it throughout the movie, this 3D model of the Terminator's brain, his processor, and it's all it is is just a series of cubes connected with like little cylinders, and it's like a little six by two. 3D structure and it's real simple looking, but that's what they put. You know, when you when they're looking at the chip that's damaged from the original Terminator, that's that structure. And all throughout the movie, you'll see it in models, like large scale models. That's what they were building. That's as big. That's as small as they could make it apparently. And in the deleted scene, he's at home and he has a scale model of it that he has hooked into like an old IBM PS2 value point or some <laughs> crap like that. And it's like spitting out dot matrix numbers and stuff. I was like, man, this is, this makes no sense. He's not coding this thing directly. That's stupid. But in the, in the deleted scene of the movie, when they first go into the, to the uh, Cyberdyne systems, Arnold Schwarzenegger is, he just has a fireman's ax and he's just steadily beating the shit out of his desk. <laughs> That's all he's doing. And he's just like standing there. He's just like pummeling this desk. And Miles Dysmore was like, hey, can I borrow that for a second? He takes it from him. He walks over, and there's this big scale model of the, the Terminator's processor, and he busts it all up. And apparently that was like a working prototype or some shit, which is like it looked like it was made out of like, you know, toilet roll paper tubes and, and Kleenex boxes or something. So he busts it all up, and that thing that he's holding over the detonator is a piece of the processor. Ah, symbolism. Symbolism. He's destroying the processor with the processor. What's up, Miles Dyson? Hmm. Ironic much? And so it was just kind of interesting that that's what they did. But you'd never know that unless you saw that scene where he's busting. But but that to say, nobody ever needed to see that scene again. Another totally superfluous thing that was best left on the cutting room floor did not was not necessary. In fact, when I saw the movie as a kid. I thought that's what the detonator was. Was I thought he was like holding a thing that he was going to let go of when he died, regardless. Like either either he was holding the switch. I didn't realize until now that he was holding something so heavy that he was going to hit the switch with it when he died, which is what it ultimately was. But anyway, but that scene where he's dying and he's the, the breathing and he's like, I don't know how long I hold this. That man was on the level of Tip James Con and misery. He was James Con and misery. And whoever played Miles Dyson, <laughs> most effective portrayals of pain and suffering that I've ever seen put to film. That man was – I'm, I'm pretty sure he's dead because I'm pretty sure they're like, look, to get this scene right, we're going to have to shoot you up. We're going we're gonna to put a couple of bullets through your lungs, and you're going to be gasping your last one. We only got one take. We only got one take. CG's not advanced enough to recreate you on a computer, 
you're going to have to die on film. So let's make sure we got are you signed the waiver. We're we're absolved of any responsibility. For That's great. Okay. We'll use hollow points. That way it'll really rip the shit out of the back of you. It's going to, you know, pull plugs out of your back. You'll be dead within five minutes. It won't be painful for long, but it will be effective. You'll look awesome. Adam, That's it. Good. That's my call. Coop, did you have it? Did any any standout performances for you, Terminator um, 2? Really just uh, a young child actor having the balls to rock a red mullet like that. Uh, probably. Oh, that guy. <laughs> wait, wait what, what, what Nickelodeon show was he from? He wasn't Pete and Pete. What was he, What was that kid in? He was in he was in, a, he was in a bunch of he stuff. He was in a lot of Nickelodeon stuff yeah, back then. He's there. always yeah, he's always face. the kid in something. But uh, well, I thought you were going to go Ed Furlong on that one cuz I thought even though he's, you know, was, it's Hammy, he he did a good job. He did a good job and then he did nothing else. Yes. So what about the actual cultural significance of the line? Pop culture wise, right? Who who just pulls out Asa La Vista baby? Out of nowhere, yeah. that has to have been something that was going on musically. No, okay, so I something I, this else. Is, I think I talked to Coop about this prior to us deciding we were, when we were going to do this and what and everything. But you know, the movie takes place in Los Angeles. Very True. large, very large uh, Latino population in Los Angeles. Yeah, I would I would wager that possibly I have no information to back this up that that might actually have been. For a for a second, a phrase that somehow got used, and then they picked it up for the movie, and it was probably already out of cultural usage in L.A., but then they were able to use it as a touchstone for everywhere else in the you know, like so they'd be like, "Whoa, Asta La Vista, baby, that's so cool!" But like they hadn't said it in L.A. for like a year or two or something like yeah. that. I think James Cameron has a knack of getting out getting out of the gates first with things. He did Maybe. he did he did the effects in the Abyss before he did this effect in, in T2 with the water. I watched it on YouTube. Oh, did it, did the abyss come before <laughs> Terminator 2? Yeah. So that's the whole reason and that's why I'm I'm iffy on this what this, you know, liquid metal Terminator. It didn't even make sense. How could any how could there be a processor inside there or anything, you know, with this liquid metal stuff, but well, man, uh, once Skynet becomes self-aware and I think it becomes he only super intelligent, it. it can make anything it wants, man. I think it. I think it only. He only did it because he figured out how to make that visual effect. Because he did. I will, he did I will it with say the water yeah. in, in the abyss. The abyss was a great movie. The abyss is a great movie, and I'm going to say this, man. I think you just hit the nail right on the head. That's exactly why there is a liquid metal Terminator. Yeah, I bet that is exactly. The, yeah, they, they they had that thing. They could figure out how to make stuff reflect convincingly on the surface of this liquid liquid thing and uh and in, I, in t3 <clears throat> in t3 why didn't they that, that terminator was not as cool as the liquid no, metal not even close not even the, close the, any terminator pass you know hasn't hasn't come up with a cool terminator other than the original t800 yeah and then the yeah, t1000 there was the, yeah there was the original which was awesome because of the chrome skeleton it's a chrome skeleton and then <laughs> the second one which the, the, the liquid metal Terminator? I mean, like you can't, you really can't. Doesn't make any sense. In that. Doesn't make sense. But it was no. so awesome. And if but you just don't what, think you know, about it, it's really you know what cool. Makes, you know what makes him terrifying is that the original Terminator was no. He's far more deadly than the original Terminator. I think we all agree on that. He's he can disguise himself. You know, he can make himself into a weapon at any given time. It in some instances he seems more elementally scary than the original terminator because his weapons tend to be you know he stabs he makes his hands into those crowbars he can latch on to stuff 
it's real like it's super crazy everything he does but every most of what he does is very very elemental does that make sense what i'm saying like Termin- the yeah. original terminator could only do things like either he was super strong and he grabbed you or he carried guns around he was just right. a uh, he was a robot that walked around that had to have guns and stuff you could killing, outrun him killing machine yeah. he was a killing machine this one is a killing machine that literally every part of him is a killing machine like he could make himself into something that could kill you at any point in time right. and he was just and it was just i don't know he's just really super creepy and and um plus like like you said robert patrick is your choice of possible second best actor after Arnold. He was super creepy in that role. I mean, like, he probably he probably did the the robot look, you know, he probably did that better than Schwarzenegger. Oh, told, yeah. Yes. You know, but you know, but he's obviously complete opposite of Schwarzenegger where he's a small little guy ripped, but he's he's much smaller. When 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 it came down to it, the big brawny guy just ended up just pummeling him. Into, well, no, but know, honestly like the big brawny guy he never pummeled the the liquid metal guy. Like, like liquid metal guy owned him throughout the entire movie. Well, you know what I'm, but but, but he came out in the end. Well, Man, yeah, but he, he, right, yeah, no, totally, and and of course, I mean that's the way it was going to be set up to to happen. But I think I I never felt like Arnold ever had a chance against him. That was yeah. my, and that's what made that's what made him so so terrifying and so good, and and that's why the effects were so important was because in in watching him on screen. I always felt like he was even more unstoppable than the original Terminator and even more cold-blooded than the original Terminator. Somehow yeah. they made him seem even more because a, a he was vicious, because vicious villain. Right, and because we couldn't wrap our heads around how liquid metal could contain a processor or be something that actually thinks or whatever, that's more alien to us and therefore more terrifying because it's something that we really don't understand. You know, he makes no sense. It, it, it's nonsensical that this thing exists, and that's why he scared the shit out of me. Is because he was just, yeah. oh, oh, he's it was good. I mean, that's why it, I think it Terminator- was. And, and yeah, I think he had a better stare, right? He stared. Yeah. yeah. Down. Oh yeah. There's actually a clip of much Robert- better, real creepy. There's actually a clip of Robert Patrick on Conan. Uh, he was promoting some new movie that he was doing. And he said, uh, Conan asked Robert Patrick, well, how'd you get the part? And he's like, well, I actually just went in and just kind of, they asked me to do a screen test and I just killed the stare. So if you go in on YouTube and you look up Conan Robert Patrick interview, they're like, yeah, get in, get in nice and tight. Like he hams it up really good. He like gets, he gets up and he like stretches his shoulders. He turns his back to the camera and he just does. (laughs) Conan just just loses his mind. It's hilarious. It's got Rebecca Romaine on it too. So it'd be easy to find, but it's really funny. Did y'all have any closing thoughts on the movie? Like, any, Adam, do you want to amend anything you said or wrap anything? You didn't say anything wrong. I was just curious. I mean, it's just, you know. I'm the I, one I, tone locked. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the editing will be on my end, all right? I also didn't think that Terminator 3, I thought that was a good movie. I thought Salvation was good. I, I liked them all. They all, ha- they all have their faults. I mean, I guess I'm just a fan of the Terminator series, so... I'll say, I'm, I'm going to back you up on this. I, I actually have not seen anything past Terminator 3. I didn't, I didn't hate Terminator 3. I really didn't. It, it was not... It was totally unnecessary. They shouldn't have made, they shouldn't have made anything after Terminator 2. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think Terminator 2, it, does it have, its, have its faults? Every movie has its faults. True. But If you look but, at it yeah. as a product of its time and everything that... I mean. It's it's a damn near perfect action movie. 
It really is. I mean, it took the technology that was available at the time with computer graphics to make the liquid metal Terminator, made one of the most iconic villains, took one of the took took one of the most iconic villains and made him one of the most iconic heroes. That's crazy. And then it had quotables to spare. And and I'll say this too, it also managed despite the prevalence of Ford Crown Victorias throughout the movie, 1988 Ford, Ford Crown Victorias. <laughs> The movie does that. not. The movie does not feel dated. It very much still feels like it could have. Been, it, it it was so well shot. Whoever did the color grading on the film, it's it's it holds up to this day aesthetically as well as story wise. It it again aside from a few telltale signs that it took place in that era, it would it looks just as good today as it did then. That was the one thing that I really noticed watching the film was like, wow, this movie looks incredible it it's still really i'm sold on every last bit of it you know yeah i give it two thumbs up i think hasta la vista was the right choice for the quotable from the movie despite having detailed files on other lines from the movie <laughs> i think it, yeah. i think that was the right choice i think that is absolutely the iconic line from the film and i think it is an iconic line of uh the last you know w- whatever our cinematic history is i think it's one that definitely is stuck in the social conscience you're right because people said it, people repeated it, you know, thousands of times, and they, but they also repeat a whole bunch of other lines. But yeah, that's that's the one that they picked as the showcase quote, right? right. I mean, they purposely put that in there at yeah. that exact moment to do that, just like you explained earlier. Exactly. But I'm always, I'm always of the same, you know, when an album comes out and they give out the single, well, I hate the single, and I like the fourth track on the album the best, you know. <laughs> I'm never, I never go along with what they give me. I always like, mm-hmm. well, whatever I figure out, I like the best. Yeah. So. Well, that's why your middle name is Counterculture. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, guys, I really enjoyed talking to both of y'all. I appreciate your time and, and extreme patience with my early 90s missteps and misgivings. And uh, I love everything that you guys had to say on the movie. I had a blast. Coop, go get you a funky cold Medina, and we'll, we'll talk later. Yeah, man. I enjoyed it. Thanks thanks for having me. And uh, do another one where we can just have just Arnold talk. Yeah, yes. I, I've been thinking Full, about, all Arnold all the time. I've been thinking about doing an, <laughs> an offshoot series, and, uh, and that's that's definitely come up in conversation before. So that might be something well, very doable. It's an, at least a two-hour podcast of, because, I, like I said, he is – a plethora of quotes. Exactly. That's all he does. That's all he does is one-liners. A plethora <laughs> of quotes. A mimetic poly alloy of quotes. <laughs> constantly changing, hey, constantly shifting. Uh, I'm, I'm turning my neural net processor off now. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Hasta la vista, babies. Hey! <laughs> I have my fingers crossed the entire time. So season two, episode one is done. It's terminated. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know I did talking to my brother and my cousin. As I mentioned before, interact with me sometime on social media. Be sure to check out the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Music provided by Aqua Stone Throw on SoundCloud, Easy Fortune from last season, and the infamous <clears throat> Tone Loke from 1988. So until next time, I'm Cooper Powers, and keep the film rolling. post-roll anyone by the way adam i don't know if you knew this or not but 
I did not have this in college. I have this now. I may end up showing you. <laughs> what is that? That's a gold tooth. It's titanium alloy endoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's just a Ben's yeah. just Ben's just a half-ass T101. Yeah, baby steps. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a T.1. T.1. 